0: President Biden has reportedly picked Chiquita Brooks-LaSure to lead CMS. The CDC is working to pick up the pace of sequencing COVID-19 tests to track variants, and about a third of people delayed or skipped care during the pandemic. Will they come back? It's all coming up on today's episode of Gist Healthcare Daily. It's Thursday, February 18th, and I'm Alex Olkin with Gist Healthcare Daily where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Last week, the U.S. was administering an average of 1.7 million COVID-19 vaccinations a day, which surpasses President Biden's goal of 1.5 million a day. If the country keeps vaccinating at this pace, the Washington Post calculates that we could reach 80% of the population with immunity, which is what epidemiologists estimate is the herd immunity threshold, by mid-November. But a lot of things have to go right to keep vaccinations at this level. Just this week, frigid temperatures, snow and power outages across the country have slowed down COVID-19 vaccine shipments. In Texas, Florida and Colorado, state officials said shipments would be delayed and Chicago closed down city-run vaccination sites because of disruptions to supply. And then there's also the challenge of keeping demand for vaccines up, as recent polling finds about a third of the country is still hesitant to get the shots. In addition to ramping up vaccinations, on Wednesday, the White House announced more than $1 billion in investments in testing and manufacturing to speed up testing in schools and homeless shelters and support manufacturing of materials to process the tests. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will spend $200 million to sequence and track variants. Dr. Rochelle Walensky said during Wednesday's coronavirus briefing, the goal is to more than triple the 7,000 samples that are being sequenced each week, which is actually less than 1% of all positive samples nationwide. When we will get to 25,000 depends on the resources that we um, we have at our fingertips and um, how quickly we can mobilize our partners. I don't think this is going to be a light switch. I think it's going to be a dial. The COVID-19 stimulus package in the House includes more funding, another $1.75 billion, for a coordinated COVID-19 sequencing program. The U.S. has been lagging behind other countries with robust sequencing and variant surveillance, like the United Kingdom and Denmark. That bill is set to reach the House floor by the end of the month. We'll continue with the news after this quick message. Before hitting the floors of Congress, health policy begins in the pages of Health Affairs, the leading journal for health policy research. Now, Health Affairs is bringing the health policy community new insights through our podcast, A Health Policy. Each week, Editor-in-Chief Alan Weil hosts in-depth conversations with health economists and researchers shaping the big ideas in healthcare today. Subscribe to A Health Podacy wherever you listen to podcasts. A third of Americans delayed or altogether skipped medical care during the pandemic. People surveyed in September by the Urban Institute and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation said they delayed or didn't get care for either themselves or their children because they were afraid of being exposed to COVID-19 or because their provider limited care during the pandemic. The most common care put off was dental care, followed by visits to primary care doctors or specialists. And then the third most common type of care delayed was preventive screenings or tests. The delays in diagnostics could have long-term implications on downstream services that are tied to those screenings. Earlier this month, the Society of Thoracic Surgeons reported both elective and non-elective heart surgeries were down 53% last year it wasn't the healthiest people that delayed care either. More than three-quarters of the 4,000 adults who said they had put off care have one or more chronic conditions, like high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, or mental health disorders. And for all the promise of telehealth-expanding access and narrowing disparities, the survey found Black and Hispanic adults were more likely to report wanting a telehealth visit but not being able to get one. Payers have mixed projections on how much care will return this year. CVS Health, parent company of Aetna, told investors it's not projecting high levels of pent-up demand in 2021. But Anthem cut its 2021 outlook amid concerns about sicker patients needing more medical care. GIST Healthcare's senior vice president of member Insight, Teresa Breen, says there are several factors that will impact the return to care. Some of this uncertainty is dependent on the pace of COVID vaccinations and whether there are going to be any more surges across 2021. Something we'll be watching will be the quality of this returning demand. Is it going to be more outpatient than inpatient? More virtual than in-person? Certainly things that will have a significant impact on revenue. President Biden is nominating Chiquita Brooks-LaSure to lead the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, according to a report from The Washington Post. The administration hasn't yet made the announcement. Brooks-LaSure is a managing director at consulting firm Manat Health and has spent more than 20 years working on health policy for the government and various policy organizations. During the Obama administration, she served in the division of CMS that implemented many of the Affordable Care Act reforms. She also worked for the Department of Health and Human Services as a staffer on the House Ways and Means Committee, when then-Representative Javier Becerra had a seat on the committee. Becerra has been nominated to be HHS secretary and has his first confirmation hearing next Tuesday. The choice of Brooks LeSher would fill a major outstanding role on Biden's health team but he still has yet to name his choice to lead the Food and Drug Administration. He's rumored to be weighing acting director and longtime FDA veteran Janet Woodcock. She has support from cancer researchers for her embrace of new treatments and criticism of the nation's clinical trial system. Biden's also reportedly considering Joshua Sharfstein for the role. He's currently the vice dean for public health practice and community engagement at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, and served as deputy commissioner of the FDA during the Obama administration. Sharfstein has said in the past that the FDA should be viewed as a public health agency, not just be measured on drug approvals, but also take an active role in regulating other things like tobacco products taking a look at healthcare stocks, specifically pharmaceutical companies developing COVID-19 vaccines. Johnson & Johnson, which has submitted its one-dose vaccine for approval, said it doesn't have a large inventory and it will likely have just a couple million doses made when the FDA gives emergency approval of the vaccine. Johnson & Johnson was trading up 0.36 percent. The broader sector was up 0.35 percent. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.